0: I'm Nichelle Thompson, welcome to Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open minded to learn. To learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic whole body approach to healthcare. It uses manual, hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize Bioflex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level. It is a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgeries, reduced and eliminated medication, and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain. So please, join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly and indirectly. Today on Everything Is About Your Health, the podcast, we are doing things a little bit differently, and here's why. So normally what I do is you hear the introduction and you hear the person who I'm gonna interview's introduction, but what happened was Tristan Ritchie, he's a sales representative, a real estate agent in Sudbury, Ontario for the Lake City Realty, and he said, you know what, Nichelle, I heard about your podcast, I saw your content, loved it, would you like to be on my podcast? I said, you know what, Tristan, I would love to be on your podcast, but what we should do is we should do both of our podcasts at the same time. So we didn't know how it was going to work out. We just went with the flow. We hit two birds with one stone, and this is what happened.
1: So welcome everyone to the Real Richie podcast. Um, We're doing something a little bit different today, and I have someone really interesting here. Can't wait to... Actually, I found out about Michelle here on, from her podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: girlfriend was listening to it, and she sent me the link, and she's like, hey, check out this girl. She's from Sudbury. She does really cool stuff, so you should reach out to her. So do you want to introduce yourself? Because we're doing like a dual podcast yeah. here. Yeah, so lives.
0: it's going to be like a little bit of like a tennis match kind of thing, so it's going to be really, really interesting and exciting. So um, if I have to go first, my name is Michelle Thompson. I'm the owner of Heat. Um, holistically elite active therapy. So I specialize in chronic pain and I do that as a manual osteopath and also incorporate cold laser, which is that device right there behind me. Um, and essentially what I do all day is I help people live better quality of lives and doing that through becoming pain free. Um, I've helped people who have avoided surgery, people who went to all these different types of specialists and stuff like that for back pain or something like that. And I've been able to help them. Um, and I just love what I do because it's like detective work, figuring out where the cause of the problem is. Cause oftentimes where people feel the pain, that's not where the pain or the source of the issue is coming from. And that's what I like to do all day.
1: And how'd you get into that? Like, I was, I was actually, actually injured. Pardon? was it a young age where you're, it just clicked? You're like, I want to do this.
0: Actually. Yes. So I pretty much been practicing since I was like four years old, as weird as that sounds is just something that I was always attracted to. Like it was one of my aunts was like, Oh, can you take a look at my wrist? And I remember feeling little bones and the skin and the tendons. And, um, then I went into dance and gymnastics and was constantly injured and, Uh, My teammates who would be injured, I'd go in and just, you know, investigate and and help out and just kind of see what's going on. And then I got injured actually at a dance competition and I found athletic therapy first. So I'm first an athletic therapist and then all my professors and uh, professors and supervisors were manual osteopaths and I fell in love with that and I said, yeah, that's it. And it was snowball effect from there.
1: And can you can you describe osteopath like what is the definition mm-hmm. of that because I know yeah. I looked it up when I obviously found out we're we doing our interview yeah but I told a few friends like what
0: is that mm-hmm yeah so a lot of people think like when they think of osteo they think oh you do with bones
1: yeah, and exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's actually much, much more than that. So if you look at the way um, most uh, professions practice in, in therapy today, it's it's mostly bone and joint and muscle dominant, whereas a manual osteopaths were considered like biomechanical engineers of the entire body, because we don't only look at the muscles and the joints and the bones, but we also look at the alignment of the joint and the pressure within the joint and... Um, like the tug of pull of the ligaments and the firing pattern of the muscles and the organs and the cranial bones and the flow of the cerebrospinal fluid and the flow of the blood and the um, positioning of the nerves. And, um, yeah, so the list really does go on. Like, so whatever structure is in the body, that's what we target. So that's why, like I was saying, like people go to all these different specialists and stuff like that. I'm not saying that to brag by any means, like at all. That is not my intention whatsoever. It's just um, because we're so, um, I guess you could say knowledgeable about all the structures of the body, we're able to say, okay, you had a bad fall in your tailbone 20 years ago and that's what's causing tension on your dura, which is causing you to be pulled this way and that's why you have osteoarthritis in your right knee. Because you were transitioning 60% of your weight on that knee for 20 years after that. So Dura, just to back up a little bit, because everybody's like, what? what is that so dura is a structure that encases your spinal cord and it attaches here right behind your nose and your forehead bone especially for my listeners on my podcast who can't see me point to my forehead it wraps around the inside of your skull down your spinal cord and then ends right at the tailbone so that's a whole structure that encases your spinal cord and if there's any type of tension on that whatever side you're weaker on it will be pulled to like a pulled away from that side and then therefore you have that weight distribution that isn't proper 50 50 and then that what that's what predisposes you to osteoarthritis it's that um unequal weight distribution
1: so going to see you um would be just as useful if you go before you have an actual problem
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because then then you're going to
1: because you're talking about 20-year problems yeah you can figure them out in three, four years, like, okay, this is going on, and then you can start to mitigate it, so you're in healthier 100%. shape. 100%,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to come see you then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's just, okay. just, just, like, because, like, people joke and say, oh, well, it's like, I'm getting my tune up, right, because like, um, my clients who have known, like, I have a couple um, athletes Um, Who come to see me now after being in in the pros and um, they understand the value of therapy and they understand okay like I need to do this more regularly and that's different for everybody. But uh, typically that ends up being for people one once a month to once every three months. And I have some people only come once a year. So it really depends. But they understand the value in that. So if there's anything kind of lingering there, essentially what you're saying, you can stop in the tracks, mitigate it, and then carry on and then prevent something worse happening.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely have to go see after this whole COVID mm-hmm. stuff is done. Because I always see these, I play basketball all the time okay I play with these guys that are 50 60 years old sometimes on certain nights and i'm just like i want to do that when i'm older absolutely but i'm I'm getting to that age like i'm not old yet obviously but i, I have mm-hmm. some once in a while when i'm playing more than an hour there's places that are hurting more than they used to mm-hmm. so it'd be just like good to maybe know and it's, it's usually just one side related so i'm guessing that's something that you would be able to help
0: yeah with. and weight distribution and you know as we yeah. age too we start to lose water content so then you know things break down a little bit easier and easier, but but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. <laughs>
1: oh, that was awesome, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get
1: into that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. How, do you want to ask you yeah, questions? Too, yeah, like, just, so yeah. So here's the
0: the tennis the tennis coming in. So I was I like before I do my podcast, I like to stock every person that I'm going to interview. And one thing that I really liked that I saw is, um, on one of your social media platforms, you have a quote that's in one of your businesses and it says, uh, the most dangerous phrase in the English English language is we've done it. We've always done it this way. So can you elaborate on why, you know, you want to have that quote, we've always done it this way in your office. Cause that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So I, the, that's that englobes a lot of things that I feel like we're trying to do um, my goal is always to be different get out of my comfort zone but try like not in, obviously in the cheesy way it's it's as true as it sounds like when people say I want to get out of my comfort zone it's super cheesy but it does help you grow
0: mm-hmm. and
1: obviously you're a person that does that a lot as well by doing a podcast right I bet the first time you did an interview like some people never want to go on camera yeah and I don't remember my first video man I was scared shitless I was like oh man <laughs> I'm going to screw up my words. But then someone told me like, people want to see you mess up.
0: Exactly. Because then
1: it shows that you're not just like this perfect brand. And relatable. Exactly. So it's mostly about building a brand, but it's about taking those risks and pushing the envelope. So doing new things. And I kind of try to embody that. Because when I got into real estate, there's a lot of like older people in the business that Mm -hmm. have their clients been in there forever. Yeah. So I figured that if I'm positioning myself as the guy, that's always trying to do... The next level of technology using the next types of videos improving my listings and being the new guy trying new things i can position myself that way to try and get clients instead of my competition yeah
0: absolutely and develop yourself as like the expert almost in that right because if you're constantly in people's faces in a good way right on all the social media platforms then you definitely become the person they think about when they think of real estate and stuff like that and it's interesting how you brought up technology because that was one of my questions to you because you made a blog about this and you said um how much technology is actually bettering the real estate and could you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that
1: crazy even more so now than ever with this covid stuff um, we're considered essential, but our goal, well at least my goal, and within our brokerage, we were talking about trying to not do business just for the good of the community. so as as much as possible, not going out and showing homes if it's not a necessity and not listing the property if they don't need to. But some people, like I have someone that had to list last week, so I listed his property, but we're taking all these different measures now where instead of having twenty people going through the first day, There's only five people going through, but they're very qualified because we make them look at a virtual Mm. tour, which is new technology. We're the first people in Sudbury to use it, which is where you can actually like navigate through the house. Um, and it's like a 3d dollhouse. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So we're using all these new technologies to try and, um, make it as hands-free as possible. Or like less foot traffic through the homes to try and uh, slow down the spread, I guess, if there is even any left in Sudbury. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. You guys were considered essential. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Well, they said essential, but for transactions that are currently in play.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: There's also, I was talking to someone from down South today and they said there's 43,000 people that um, are on the streets that need a home.
0: Mm-hmm. So either
1: renting or buying, but they prefer to buy. So those people are pretty much essential as well because renting becomes the same issue, right? If you're buying or renting, you yes, still have to exactly. do the showings.
0: Exactly. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, another thing, too, in terms of technology, and I'm not sure if you still do this, but I saw that you also offer a first-time homebuyer seminar. Is that something that you still do?
1: Yep. Actually, okay. I'm organizing one for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to do the webinars this time, but I teamed up with the Desjardins Bank last year, and we had almost 100 people show up. Okay. So, so what, what kind of things
0: can people expect to learn at this event?
1: Um, just the basics on it's, it's hard to go too much in detail mm-hmm. that people will get too bored. Yeah. Or just going over the general steps and answering the bigger questions that people are maybe afraid to get into the market. Cause it's actually a lot simpler than it seems, right? It's just a large sum of money, which scares people. And I mm-hmm. totally understand,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's getting them easy getting them their starting information to learn about the starting of buying a house so that they can start the process. And then you learn along the way a little bit. So it's basically just the basics.
0: And does it, like, can they reach out to you at any time? I guess that's kind of like the purpose of it, right?
1: Yeah, that's part of the business. Like, I'm yeah. on call basically all the time.
0: Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I good though. Because um, th- another thing too that that I really notice about your content is you really tend to educate your uh followers more so than just try to sell them um and is that a, an approach you were intentionally doing or did it just kind of work out that way
1: yeah uh, intentionally um but it kind of became a habit so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're doing you have a ton of videos out there mm-hmm. you have a youtube channel podcast a lot of it's education and it's uh, do you read every gary vee
0: Yes, yeah, Gary Vee. Have you read his book, yeah. Jab,
1: Jab, Right Hook?
0: No, I have not. No, I've I've, really I've read even. his other one, Crush It, though, which was really good. I I
1: read that, yeah, mm-hmm. too. But I didn't read Jab, Jab, Right Hook, but I know the premise because um, I've read, like, a, a short description, and it's... Yeah. Give them, like, do the jabs, little jabs. Yeah. Give them as much information as possible, and like yeah. you said earlier, it makes you the expert in your field because mm-hmm. they're seeing you just giving them tons of information. And then you go for the right hook, which is the ask, and you which I actually rarely do. It's kind of, I'm not the type to beg for business.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd rather people come to me because they know me from my videos. They like me um, to a certain way. And that that allows me to work with people that I enjoy working with.
0: Exactly. Because you're going to attract those types of people. I'm a huge believer in that too. Exactly.
1: And then I understand that not everyone's going to click. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you miss out on a client and they go with someone else and, you know, it's it's a little bit tough the first little bit. You're like, oh man, like, Is it me? But then you find out just different people click with, with, um, different individuals.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you also ever like maybe followed up with that person and asked why? Yeah, I try to always do that. That's good. Yeah, because yeah. I I recently like heard of that approach like beginning of January and with uh, the COVID thing, it's hard to exercise that. But it, in in a therapy, it's a little bit different. It's it's not a real estate where we have that. It's kind of a, a little bit more sense, especially with uh, manual osteopathy. There's not very many of us in Sudbury at all, which is which is fun, <laughs> but can it. be overwhelming. Would you say sorry?
1: So how'd you take it? So you asked them, so I guess they picked someone else. How did you handle it?
0: Um, so I actually have a different approach, right? I don't just do uh manual osteopathy. I also have uh, the cold laser, which uh, makes me completely unique to any other uh, manual osteopath. So normally it's people kind of switching over for that as well as the osteopathy that I offer here just because I, I can give them something a little bit different because the cold laser basically accelerates their healing. Um, so at this point in time, uh, maybe it's also too because my business is quite new. It's been around for about two years as of April 2nd, which was weird cause I didn't work cause we were on lockdown. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so yeah. I, so uh,
1: that's a good segue speaking mm-hmm. of technology. So I use it for my business, but I, I was looking at that on your website. Mm-hmm. Is that the bioflex laser?
0: The bioflex cold laser. Yeah.
1: So that's the cold laser?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, because it, it, it was like all orange when I was seeing the picture, so mm-hmm. I was assuming it was maybe hot laser.
0: Yeah, so it's just the reason that you'll... It's not like it's a cold as in you're going to get like a cold feeling. We just say cold laser because we often have people think of laser, they think of the surgical lasers that cuts through the skin, but that's not the case here. It's just red light and infrared light, so you don't feel anything. But what it essentially does is it gets right into the cell on that cellular level and it gets rid of inflammation because the thing with um, inflammation is there's a byproduct called nitrous oxide. I know I'm going to lose a couple people here, but just bear with me. So when nitrous oxide floods the area, oxygen is not able to occupy the area because that O of the NO is taking up the space. So when the lights finally absorb that mitochondria, which you can remember way back to like grade 10 biology, that's like the little battery of the cell. And if it's suffocating because there's too much inflammation in the area, it's going to use up all its battery life and be stuck there and stagnant. And then people wonder why they have chronic pain or wonder why inflammation stays around so long when they have like a fresh like MCL sprain or ankle sprain stuff like that. But uh, one of the reasons why people speed through the healing oftentimes in half the amount of time is because we're, like, pushing right through that inflammation process. And then next thing you know, eight weeks of recovery time goes down to four because it's healing the actual tissue. Because the other thing is, that, like, I'm not sure... and I'm, Well, you played basketball, so I'm sure you were injured many times. Yeah. But have you ever injured yourself in one area and then a year or two later whatever year later injured again at in this same exact spot do you know what i'm talking about
1: left ankle
0: mm-hmm so that's because scar tissue lies in the place and scar tissue is not the ligament or it's not the muscle it's not the tendon it's weak so it's like a weak link in the chain basically but with the laser of why the injury goes down dramatically from you getting injured a second time is because it will actually heal the injured structure of the ligament or whatever it will actually rebuild everything in that area and it does that because inflammation is kicked out of the area basically then scar tissue isn't like signaled to lay down
1: so if if you're injured you guess you have to get that treatment right away or what if you there is scar tissue that builds up you don't get it right away mm-hmm. and it's five years down the road yeah does that team still help
0: yes you so i have two work. unique stories to that actually so i work with the wolves as well um one of the therapists for the wolves so i had um we'll use actually the more, more recent one he's um had a little bit of an issue with his right groin or his left groin doesn't really matter but anyways so he got on the laser basically the next day and then the next day after that the next day after that then he played and obviously taped him up or whatever but um quite a significant difference just from having that application right away because again that inflammation that's the biggest thing that's going to stop you and when and sometimes people say oh anti-inflammatories are just as good well actually no because it stops the inflammation process it doesn't speed through the inflammation process it stops it so that actually can make it last longer the recovery process Mm. so that's one example he was basically able to play the next game and then the other example to answer your question about is it is beneficial to do it years after if all that scar tissue. So what will actually happen is this will change the collagen fibers. So if there's like a bunch of scar tissue and there was a, a client I had who tore her Achilles tendon a little bit. And it like almost like the half size of a golf ball was right on the back of her Achilles tendon. So for those who don't know where that is, it's like on the back of the heel kind of and with applications of that, and she lived all the way in Cochrane, And she was driving here for treatment, so we weren't able to do what I normally would have or she wouldn't have been here as long. But it was over, I would say, about a four-month period of coming maybe um, like once every couple weeks. And then in the summer, she was able to do a little bit more diligently. But say I think she had 11 treatments, and all of a sudden that ball was down to nothing. She couldn't even feel it anymore. And then that knee pain that she had that would stop her from exercising, couldn't even feel it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how big
1: is that cold pad? Like, does it take... I a- can
0: actually show you. Yeah, be cool. So, mine's one of the bigger ones. So, it's about this side. So, it's just little LED bulbs. And it's about... Well, my hands are small, but it covers <laughs> my whole hand. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it depends. Like, say, like, any... Depending on where you're putting the, the placement. Like, I'll even grow people's hair with it. And that will be, like, one of the... um I guess you could say shorter treatments, but as we start to get into bigger areas like the back or the hip, that can take up, like the back's about an hour, the hip can take up to like an hour and a half or longer, depending.
1: So that you just have to lay there for an hour with the pad on you?
0: Yeah, because the one of the reasons why this one's a little bit more effective is because of the time duration. So um, light therapy can only be effective if it's applied for the right amount of time because the longer it's applied the deeper and deeper and deeper it will get into the tissues which will be the source of the problem Hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that makes sense then Thicker.
0: yeah exactly science physics yeah yeah okay so my question here so um you consider like do you consider yourself to have like a good life work balance or do you feel like you can improve in some areas or have you like Managed to find the key.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I did not for the longest time, but I do now. Okay. So my first,
0: tell us your secret.
1: Yeah. So it's not really a secret. It's, I think you just have to figure it out. Um, I, I when I first started, I was working so much, I'm more, I'm doing better now than I obviously was when I started, but I was working more then because I was, I felt like if I wasn't working, I was wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So I went for that. My dad was doing this study and I would always like at, at the university, he's a prof there. So I, I volunteered for it and they did your heart rate monitor. So I wore that for a week and I was most, I was not most stressed, but I was stressed like sitting, at, sitting at home watching TV one night. Cause I was just, I thought I should be doing something more, mm-hmm. but now I feel like I'm more productive the hours that I am working which is less than before and when I say working before it was a lot of like very distracted work Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: you can't stay focused for a full day yeah so now I'm a lot more focused during the hours that I am working um except during this COVID stuff I'm not doing too much working at all but a lot more life less work Mm -hmm. balance in in this case but yeah so that's that's not really my secret but that's what I've been just trying to focus on and uh just enjoying my time when I am off like with family and just trying
0: to be present I guess yeah to a certain extent though I think that is kind of like a little bit of a secret because I think though there's that misconception that you need to work 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 all the time which I'm a total type a one personality like I feel like I need to go go and then when you say sitting watching tv and feeling stressed like I can totally totally relate to that um but then my counteract on that is like Sometimes, though, when you're initially developing, you know, like your your job and your clientele and your presence, you sometimes almost have to work super, super hard so that you can build that base. That's what I find anyways. But then I guess that's why at the beginning, right, you weren't as well versed, but now you're just getting better at it and able to take that I don't regret what
1: I did. Um, Mm -hmm. I learned a big lesson from it and it did help me get ahead. But now I'm realizing the value of, I was like starting to think like, why do I want to be so successful? Like, do, do I need 5 million a year? Mm-hmm. I'm not even close to that, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. Like, do I need to like eventually want to get there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was trying to think of more valuable things in life. And I guess sometimes they pop up and we'll see in the future.
0: And speaking of millions, there was another thing that you had on your website. It's like you're on the uh, track to donate like a million dollars one day. Is that something that you still aspire to do? Or
1: I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. Um, <laughs> i <laughs> not really hoping, but that, that was my personal website. And, and yeah. that was a goal originally. Yeah. And because um, I, I was reading, listening to a podcast or reading a book, and it was this guy that donated his first, the first million that he made.
0: Wow. He donated it all. Wow.
1: And then he said, after that, after you make a million, he was, he said, it's, it's easy to make another million mm-hmm. because you know, the processes, you know, how it's been, it's like when they say, hang out with people that are better than you. Absolutely. More than you, Cause it helps you get to that level. So once you get to that level, it's not that hard to get there again. But he said, he's never been happier. He was like 32 years old. So, like, I remember just getting home after that drive or whatever I was doing, because I, I usually listen to podcasts on the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. I got home, and I made that website really quick, changed my page, and I was like, I'm going to do this, you know? And then I kind of <laughs> put it off to the side a little bit. Eventually, like, I know it will happen, but it's just yeah. something I haven't been focusing on.
0: Well, you know, you also have to, like, because sometimes, too, if you you're skip too many steps, it's kind of, like, good to have, like, an idea of where you're going, right? But if it's not really on the back burner right now, at least you put it out into the universe, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. still
1: keeping a tally of it, but it's I'm not trying to fast-track it. Yeah. Like, I'm still tr- having fun, you know, going yeah. on trips when I think. Enjoying
0: <laughs> life, work-life balance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So do you have any more? Oh, actually, I do have one important question but, that I'm not sure if, like, people would be wondering but you'd be one of the best people to ask about that so like with all that's going on with COVID-19 um do you think that the real estate market is going to go down or be affected in any way
1: uh for sure affected um going down no um okay. in February I don't think um I think basically the amount of sellers are going down at the same rate as the amount of buyers so there's still right now you wouldn't believe it but 10 uh sorry 30 percent of the homes last week sold in multiple offers. So which is in Sudbury a year and a half ago was unheard of. Basically like it was rare that there was multiple uh, offers on homes. You'd hear about it in Toronto, but it never happened in Sudbury. And now the last year was crazy busy and it's pouring over into right now. So I guess, unless it goes way too long, which I have no answer for, if it goes more than the three months, July that they're anticipating, if it goes longer than that, this COVID stuff, then we might see a different, the market go a different way. But if, if it only goes till July, I think it'll be a slow, just slow down in the market. The prices won't decrease though. And then it will just skyrocket back to where we were, is mm-hmm. my guess. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't have a crystal ball.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, where's your crystal ball? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I wish. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that was definitely kind of like a concern I know of many people, especially like the people that I was treating. A lot of them kind of said a couple things. That's why I'm really glad I glanced down at my little notepad there and, and remembered to ask you that because that was like one of the main things I wanted to make sure to get yeah, your point was, of view. I was going to or... ask you
1: something about COVID as well. So mm-hmm. with, I know I just recently, for the first three weeks, I was just working on my couch. Mm-hmm. Sitting on my couch, on my computer, and then I just felt like this little thing in my back that started to get a little bit more sore each time. And I'd move around, you know, like, switch my position.
0: Yeah. But
1: I was like, okay, I got to bring my computer chair, which I brought up today, (laughs) and my desk up, so I've been using this, and it feels a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure other people are stuck to their couches or Mm -hmm. stuck to their chairs all day. Do you have any stretches or anything you recommend?
0: Well, actually, I have, if, if we're talking about low back pain, um, or neck pain for example i do have i like i released a couple youtube videos to kind of help with the overall mobilization of those areas so if you just look up my name and um like low back pain or neck pain you'd be able to find them but in terms like if you were a client coming to see me Um, Like back pain that could come from your organs that could come from like the dura right and and then that all of a sudden with you sitting in that improper Place could be pulling a little bit more in those certain areas and now that's bringing up some issues But honestly though if you don't don't have pain in that area typically or if you've never had pain in that area before if I were to tape my finger like this for a week And then release it and and straighten it out. It's going to be really sore, right? So it could just be the fact that you're stretching the ligaments a little bit too much in that area or the muscles a little bit too much in that area. So what you want to actually do is move and strengthen your core during this time. It, It wouldn't really be too much. About stretching per se unless you're super super tight because you like don't move for the last like 20 years of your life but you always have to have that balance at the end of the day like it's really tough because I, I can't really like prescribers say because like I haven't seen exactly or assessed you because like sometimes people will come in And they're like, oh, I need a myofascial release, like this big fancy thing. I'm like, okay, where did you hear that from? And the next thing you know, their muscles that attach their shoulder blades are super, super weak. And it's because they type on their desk all day like this, which is tightening everything in the front, but lengthening everything in the back. So they're actually too strong here, weak in the back, even though they have pain in the back. It's because their poor little muscles are trying to pull their shoulder blades back. In your case, your poor little muscles or ligaments, you're, you're probably slouching over not the best position. And then you need, just need to straighten yourself out. And that's probably why you feel a little bit better in the chair because you're more upright, just in a better, more ergonomical position.
1: Perfect. Mm-hmm. And, I see, yeah, and the other thing I've seen on your Facebook, I think it's your YouTube channel as well, mm-hmm. is
0: the breathing exercises, yes. if you have Yeah, so um, if you watched a little bit of the YouTube video at the beginning, there's um, clips of Chris uh, Cuomo's basically take on his experience with COVID-19 so far. And his friend of a friend of a friend, as he puts it, was a pulmonary expert, pulmonary doctor. And with the advice he said, Kate, you gotta move, you gotta stretch, you gotta hold your breath, you gotta breathe because you want, you don't want that tissue, that fibrous tissue in your lungs to basically harden. You don't want that. So that's why I'm like, you know what, like I need to show people how to actually properly move so that you're not just working in the bottom of your lungs, right? Because your lungs go from here to here. Like that's quite, quite a big area, right? Both sides. So I just laid out step by step. How to work everything from the bottom to the top, top to the bottom, and do it properly, guided, so that you know you're covering every square inch.
1: Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched part of it; that was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was interesting. Hopefully, none of us really. Yeah, exactly.
0: That. I really hope no one has to use it, but but if you do, then at least it's kind of there as a guide.
1: Yeah, because they're telling you a lot of people to stay home, right? If you have it, so if exactly. You get to just stay, stay. Take care of your own health.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and, and lots of fluids and and Advil and, and and stuff like that. Like, obviously, like, I can't prescribe that, but, like, you know, precautions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I uh, hammered out most of the questions I had. Do you have
0: anything else you want to mention? Or? No, that is pretty much everything I find. The Big pong yeah. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first for me, for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. That was pretty interesting. So uh, I guess one more question is, I think it's pretty cool, the content you're – I feel like we're similar in that way where we're trying to just put out as much content as possible. One, it's fun, I find at least.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: But it's also education helping you with your business. Mm -hmm. You just come up with that. You kind of asked me the same question, but did Mm -hmm. you – or?
0: So um, what kind of happened to me is – I like and you brought up Gary V and I kind of saw one of Gary V's videos and I thought wouldn't that be cool to do something like that but in the therapy side of things in the therapy world and then it just like Progressed from there and it's to the point where I feel like I need to do it. I want to do it I love doing it and a lot of people um, Say it brings them a lot of value and I have like people from like BC and New Zealand and, and stuff like that who follow the content so uh, to be honest, it's um turning into something where I would like to travel one day and teach and and do seminars and stuff like that so um the value of definitely reaching everybody globally is there but also i think what it started like the main reason why it started was to educate people and i think i'm I'm doing a pretty good job of that based on the feedback so that's turned into a love and, and wanting to continue to do it
1: that's awesome and mm-hmm. that, that's exactly what it is yeah i always um i'm teaching marketing at boreal and i always oh, tell cool. them social media is and Your brand, your online brand. It doesn't have to be a business right away, but your brand that you're creating is like the new the new resume.
0: I find absolutely.
1: Right, if you have someone that's coming to you that's they're super interested in maybe finances, so they've been posting for a year straight on their Instagram and Facebook about finances, things they learned, how they do this and that, and they apply for a job. I would hire this person over someone with a 95 average that just fresh out of school. Yeah, I know they're they're passionate, right? I, yeah. and that comes through because it is a lot of work.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's a lot of work, and to constantly be creative of what you're going to talk about, and 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 sharing client success stories, and all that, like it, it takes energy, right? It's like, uh, but you have to be like how I like to think of it is like you have like say like this much energy in the day. And it's just like, I would rather use a little bit of portion to do that as opposed to go home early and sit on the couch and watch TV personally. And and it's a little bit, and it's relaxing to me too, because I really do enjoy teaching. Um, so for me, that's what works. And that's a great de-stressor at the end of the day. It's not for everybody, I'm sure. But um, if if you like to be on camera, even if you don't like being on camera you can always do the text or just the audio part or just pictures and text right there's like tons of options are you on TikTok as well or do you have you not ventured in that world yet Oh man,
1: that is so addicting that thing
0: yeah it I is
1: create content for it um just yet mm-hmm. i've figured it out
0: yeah
1: i don't know how like it's kind of hard to do it when i'm i can't go to houses technically yeah uh, if I do create content now, I want it to be real estate related, not yeah. just for fun. Um, but yeah, it's I, I get well, I try not to go on it ever because it just you start scrolling. You're, I'm just laughing. I'm literally laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you get into like a little bit of a vortex there. Next thing you know, two hours are gone. But but you always learn a lot of uh, things. Actually, I follow like a lot of like business related things, and you learn you learn a ton of things. So it's just like I don't know if you do ever venture into it. Um, You you kind of learn how to use it though at at the same time, right? Like you're consuming content, you're getting an idea of of how to work it. And, And that goes for anybody listening to this right now who isn't really thinking TikTok or TikTok is just for kids. Like actually like TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform ever more than Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to become... You know like the real estate agent on tiktok or the manual osteopath on tiktok or the doctor or the painter, or whatever it'd be something to definitely explore because you'd be one of the first for sure
1: definitely it's getting in mm-hmm. early yeah. i just oh man i feel like i might you know i was we were talking about being like the next step ahead of everyone else trying yeah. to get new the new technology and i feel like i'm already that little bit older where i'm like oh i gotta learn another one mm-hmm.
0: now <laughs> yeah oh and it's just gonna keep coming i'm sure Oh, so no. yeah but the it joys of, of of being in you know the 21st century right something's always coming at us
1: yeah you got to see it as a something fun to look forward to, to yeah like ah yeah.
0: yeah exactly but, a, a, a business opportunity and a good opportunity
1: yeah okay that's that's how i'm thinking about it here we go mm-hmm. tiktok videos tomorrow
0: <laughs> real richie follow him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, uh, Richie, for taking uh, time to be on my podcast.
1: And my podcast at the same time.
0: Cool. I'm I'm sure this is going to be the first and maybe potentially the last, but it was kind of fun. So thank you for taking the time again.
1: Thanks, you too. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast.